Is it a gun? Is it a knife? Is it a wallet? This is your life. Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I am your host, Critical, and uh, I hope everyone is having a great day out there. And for those who are con- who are continuing to make me last by giving listener support to the podcast, thank you oh so much. And for those who want to make me last by giving listener support to the podcast, all you have to do is click on the uh, link to the podcast and as you're uh right before you enter the podcast you'll see uh listener support and that's where you give listener support right then right there and uh i appreciate it and also for those who are out protesting uh continue to be safe um there are a lot of things that's going on out there i just heard that seven people just got shot uh over uh, in the Ed- Edgewood area of Atlanta, Georgia, um, they're not making it known. Uh, it's word is uh, white supremacist groups uh, shot over in that area, and they're trying to keep it a secret. So um, yeah, but look into it. At, look into that your own selves. Uh, the information is out there on the internet. Um, a lot of information is, but also, I really want to get into the topic of this film. Uh, this film does relate to what's going on today. Um, it does give you a different perspective or different perspectives <clears throat> for what's happening. Okay, now today I will be reviewing. Wait, where's me? Body Cam. Now, this film came out on May 19th, and you can find this film on YouTube, Google Play Movies and TV, and Amazon Prime for as little as $4.99 for those uh, that's out there and uh, receiving those checks because of the COVID situation if you need an extra movie. And uh, just to kind of give you a heads up, it is horror. I know a lot of people are not into certain genres but uh it is a horror film and uh let's go ahead and get into the log line all right so a persistent police officer tries to investigate a horrendous death of her colleague while looking into his death she finds a supernatural presence that's ripping out the mouths of its prey now the director for this film you have malik vital uh, you might have seen his work. He directed Imperial Dream. Uh, that starred John Boyega. It's on Netflix if you want to check that out. And he also directed Watts and Volts. Now, the writers for this film, you have, or writer, I should say, you have Nicholas McCarthy. He wrote Holidays, uh, actually a horror film. I've seen that. It was a pretty good horror film. It went through all of the different uh, holidays, actually. And like a like a horror story of each holiday, and uh, he did the Easter uh, portion of holidays, and also he wrote, oh, he wrote the Easter portion of holidays, and he also wrote at the Devil's Door, 
Now, the characters for this film, you have Renee Lamito Smith, played by the legendary Mary J. Blige, uh, who also starred in Mudbound, The Help, and The Umbrella Academy. And you have Donnie Hollidge, played by Nat Wolf. He was in Paper Towns, Death Note, and he's going to be in The Stand, the 2020 version that's coming out later this year. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, hopefully they did finish filming for The Stand. And also you have the Ser- Sergeant Kesper, played by David Zayas. He was in the Dexter series and Expendables. And you have Tanisha Brands, played by Anika Noni Rose. Now she played on Dream Girls and The Princess Frog. Now, just to give you a little bit of information about this film, uh, we meet our protagonist, Officer Renee Lamito Smith. Uh, she is a rookie, or, or meet her and her rookie partner, Officer Danny Hollidge. Now, she isn't a rookie, it came out wrong. Officer Danny Hollidge is the rookie. But we meet both of them, and Renee is coming back from a suspension. Yeah, she ended up smacking somebody. Now, on her first day back, her and her partner find the body of Officer Ganning. Now, Renee finds the body cam footage of his brutal death of Officer Ganning, which shorted out after Renee watches the film or watches the body cam. So as soon as she looks at the body cam or any form of surveillance, it shorts out. So I'll get into that later, a little later on. Now, The only lead is a van that was at the scene of that crime that spotted again at a potential store robbery. Now, this trail takes Renee to a mysterious woman that has the answers to these grisly deaths. Now I'm going to go ahead and get into the likes and dislikes of this film. Now, the tension at the beginning uh, in the cafe scene. Now, these are the likes. Excuse me. This is the likes. And the tension at the beginning of the cafe scene set the tone for me. I thought it was a, it was, I thought it was a great opening. Um, it really reeled me in. And uh, just to kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, just kind of give you an idea of like how the scene was. Um, it started off in the cafe and there's protesting going on. Uh, there was a black uh, a black uh, person who was killed by police officers or uh, or you can say race soldiers uh, how that person was killed and they were protesting and you can tell the tension of the tension in the cafe wasn't wasn't great tension at all and the police officer there's a police officer who I mentioned earlier uh, he frequents that cafe a lot um, he goes there, he requests for something to drink, uh, Officer Ganning is his name, and uh, he's not presented well because of what's going on, uh, because of the protest that's going on, on on the television as everybody's watching. So it kind of gives you that feeling, like you, at that moment, you could tell that Officer frequents that cafe, but you can feel like the energy is lost when he's not respected. I assume that uh, they respect it's, it's a it's a respect that's given to him when he comes because he seems very happy when he comes to the cafe. And when everybody's giving him the cold shoulder, 
you can see that energy just uh, wipes off of his face. And at that moment, I felt like that was a great opener for me. Now, uh, you, we also witnessed the connection and the camaraderie of the police department uh, that felt, you know, like like it felt more like a lineup or a briefing that uh, introduced us to the characters. They got us uh, introduced to the characters. And that, that was pretty cool. I like how they did that. Also, uh, I felt like uh, it may it, it, it might be a good horror movie how it started like hey you know what this this may be pretty good you know i'm already pulled in you know and just just how everything was pretty set up i mean it, it was set up pretty good to me so uh we're gonna see how i felt later on about it now we did witness uh uh a boys in the hood reference uh it, there was a child a baby in the street or or a child you could say uh, in the street, and remember that happened in Boys in the Hood. You know, uh, get your get your goddamn babies out the street. You know, um, I believe Ice Cube said that line, and you had Trey who uh, you know got the baby out the street, and you know brought it, brought the baby to the you know took the baby back to the house where the baby came from. So you had that reference, and it's in the middle of the night. So it's like, yo, what are you what are your babies doing in the street for? You know, that's crazy. Uh, I've never witnessed that. Uh, maybe kind of once it was like some kids that were like from five to six like from well like four to six or something like that and um i had to pick my cousin up my cousin was visiting some shorty uh shout out you shout out to you nolan uh he he was visiting some shorty and he wanted me to pick him up i think i was over at yamacron uh seaport savannah and uh no it might not have been that but anyway and it was some kids like I was driving and I'm trying to find, you know, that, you know, what building he's in. And I see somebody darted in front of the car and I'm like, what the heck? So I keep going and then I see like kids on the side laughing, you know, on the on the curb. And then I go and looking for the house and all of a sudden a kid will shoot right in front of the car again. So it's like they're like like they're playing the game of, you know, who of not to get hit you know what i mean so they laughing running in front of the car and it's like as soon as i drive like how those birds you ever like driven and you see birds they like shoot in front of your car well we know they're shooting in front front of the car because they're trying to impress their mate to show how uh uh, uh brave they are yeah they were doing stuff like that and that was and that kind of bugged me out so anyway getting off track all right so uh pulling off the execution there was a scene an action scene that happened in the store um the store that i was taught was referring to the robbery the alleged robbery that was going down uh i felt like it might not have been written the best but you know especially with the dialogue uh but you know not to harp on anything negative during the likes but i did like how they set it up uh i felt like the execution the execution was good of how they set it up It, it looked really good uh or it looked good i should say how it was set up um that action sequence and uh, I did like the uh, Kermit and Renee uh, line where Danny, Renee's partner, <laughs> was referring to uh, Renee. Uh, Renee's name means uh, frog, uh, Kermit the Frog, or something in an, in another language. It was just funny how you set it up. He, he was a really he was he was a really good actor. So it was kind of cool how you set that up, or funny. I won't say it was cool, but it was funny how you set that up. And also, I did like 
speaking to Danny, I did like his character. I really did like his character. Uh, there should have been more interaction scenes with Danny and Renee, and Renee being uh, Mary J. Blige, of course. But I, I felt like Danny's character would have helped Renee's character. They could have bounced back off of one another. Like, he was in a lot of the scenes with Renee, but I guess we didn't learn too much about Danny. You know, like, that was, you know, the twist, so to speak. But I'll harp on that a little later. So, let's get to the dislikes, all right? Now, now the music tried to be impactful or tries to pull the audience in. The artist wasn't a bad artist. It's just he wasn't a strong talent either. Now, I didn't look up the artist. I mean, it could be a known artist that's out now. He didn't sound familiar to me at all, but he could have been a known artist. But um, yeah, I but it didn't pull me in, so it didn't. I didn't really think to even want to look up this artist. But you know, he was playing the song, and it was it was supposed to be hard hitting. Like uh, remember when Fifty Cent uh, Get Rich or Die Trying movie when he had that song, I whip your head, boy. You know what I mean? Like it was hard, and you can see like the. The bass kicking in, you know what I mean? Like it was that was a hard scene to be on, and you and I'm pretty sure you can name other uh, scenes where the music is kind of like trying to pull you into the film or whatever. And you know, and th- this one just didn't do it for me. Now, uh, the body cam video that only plays for Renee, I felt like that was lame. You know what I mean? Like it was, I felt like it, it, it was a cop out where. Ah, no pun intended but it was a cop out where um where like it'll like you'll play the um you'll play the uh the body cam uh footage and it shows renee what's going on with actually the supernatural events that's happening but then it deletes itself why it deletes itself who knows but it deletes itself and it leaves no evidence so it kind of is trying to make renee look like she's she's uh you know lying or she's crazy which they really didn't even get into that like it sets it up for to make it look for her to look like she's crazy or lying or whatever but it doesn't really go there at all like it's mentioned but it 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 doesn't give you that energy that you know or that risk you know that maybe she's going to get caught or something bad is going to happen to renee because you know the stuff is blanking out but hey i get it you know sometimes as a writer you're trying to end the script you know sometimes it feels like a race to the finish and as a writer you know i've written before and i you know i'm you know amateur ish you know so I sometimes I just try to finish it and but that's where rewriting comes in where you got to keep rewriting and then you know once you finish it then you go back you don't you don't just you know I'm pretty sure they rewrote a lot of, of this stuff but you know but as for me I, I know that feeling where it's like I'm just trying to end it and then you know you got to go back and rewrite it and you know make it all make sense you know but hey I also I felt like uh, there should have been a Fox News like station that could have blamed black people for the police gruesome murders, you know, because that's that that's what goes on. I mean, perfect example uh, with the protest with George, you know, rest in peace, rest in peace, George Floyd. Um, 
what happens is even like the protests before in the past, you know, and, and what the news does, and it's not even just Fox News. What the news does, they show like looting just from black or the black perspective. And now it might be looting from a white perspective. Well, they'll like give it a nice little name. You know, they're trying to find they're trying to find something to eat. You know, uh, uh, they're they're finders. I forgot what the other name they, they gave them. But um, but yeah, you have situations like that or they just won't show white people looting at all. You have to go online. This is previous before now, but you have to go online to find white people looting. You know what I mean? But they just won't you know, show it on the news. They'll just show only black people doing it. But, you know, this particular time during the George for George Floyd protest, you see uh, black looters or excuse me, you'll see white looters. And or you'll see the black protests and you'll see people in white and black masks, white people in black masks, spray painting BLM on restaurants and business establishments and things of that nature. But, you know, once they leave, it's all said and done. And then that's when the news crew comes there and they'll be like, you know, oh, looters did this. And they'll show a clip of some black people that happened to loot as well. So. I felt, you know, they should have had that on this. They should have had that on there. They should have had because it was a, a cop uh, that was killed. And, and it was right during the protests because they showed the protests. And then I feel like uh, maybe a day or two later, that's when the police officer was killed. So they could have just tied that in. You know what I mean? Just to kind of make it part of the story, you know. Uh, also, I felt like it was a scene where Renee was uh, divulging information to Danny her partner but i just feel that they just met i don't think that she would you know give that information up about what happened to her son and how her son died and how stressed she was maybe maybe so i i don't think so like i felt like it was too short you know what i mean if it was a tv show you know of course you have time to work that into the story where they finally get a chance to trust each other i mean that's a very that was very personal information that Renee uh, gave to uh, Danny. And also, we needed more from the rookie cop Danny. Instead of Renee telling her story, if somebody's going to tell a story, I felt like it should have been Danny. Because Danny needs to be trusted, needs to earn Renee's trust to let him know that, hey, you know, this is, the, you know, this is who I am. You know, she's a veteran. You know, um, but, you know, he, he should be like, hey, you know, this is, you know, this is my background. And he would have gave that information to Renee and us as the audience would have been able to care what happens to Danny. You know what I mean? Because I was interested in Danny, the character, because he was funny. You know what I mean? He had funny moments. But, you know, you didn't really get to see that moment toward the, like the middle of the film. And so, like, learning about Danny, and now you care about multiple characters, you know what I mean? So, I felt like that should have been a, a pretty, a, a pretty uh, uh, thing, you know, uh, not a pretty thing, but a thing to do in this uh, film. Now, Renee and her husband's relationship was about as stale as rap trap cheese. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was. I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean... We needed to see their relationship. His, her husband needed to console her. I mean, her best, one of her uh, co-workers or friends, as she put it, 
best friend probably uh died and you know and he's just it, it was just weird it was just a weird interaction between the two i felt a lot of stuff kind of made renee's character look bad i mean also uh they both they both lost a child together renee lost a child you know because as i mentioned before she was giving that information to her uh to her i'm about to say to her teammate but to her partner danny and you know her husband lost a child too like he should have been consoling her like it was just so it was like watching a high school play you know what i mean i don't know if anybody's seen a high school play but remember like when you have like the wife scene it's like of course you gotta be within the lines of uh you know of of separation you know what i mean how they do like when you dance on a dance like when you're dancing with somebody in high school they say make room for the holy ghost but yet if you're like playing a couple you know in high school it's like very separate you know what i mean it's like you just you know they tell you that they're together but in actuality you know it's you can totally feel the space that's exactly the relationship that renee had with her husband or obviously what her husband had with renee because i felt like it was up to him to console her she was going through emotional times very stressful times I mean, she got uh, suspended and, you know, just a lot of stress she was dealing with. She lost a child. They lost a child together. And so that as a husband, you have to uh, console your wife. But, yeah, I did say rat trap, rat trap cheese earlier. Yeah. And for those who don't know, like rat trap cheese is that cheese that's in the rat trap and rat trap. And uh, it's just there. And for some reason, the, the, the rats are like really smart and they don't they don't want to get the cheese. And you're probably like, well, well critical like how do you know this well we had a shed in the back and like for some reason uh like the door is like broken in you know like this is back in savannah and it was in the back of the house and i wouldn't dare go into that shed because there's probably so much stuff like snakes and rats because if you got rats there's snakes there and and it's like any mammal reptile serpent can like get in <laughs> to that shed so yeah, uh, you know, and I remember seeing rat trap cheese in the in the rat trap that the rats wouldn't eat. But yeah, that's how stale it was, you know, that relationship between Renee and her husband. Uh, this story felt like they changed the script after Black and Blue came out, and it's almost as if you know sometimes as a writer you'll write something and you'll have something you know something might come out before your project. And it's almost the same idea, it's, or it could be the exact same idea. That happened, you know, to me. Shout out to you, Dave P. Cole. Uh, it happened to me and Dave. We we wrote like a short, and uh, the uh, what, what was it called? I can't think of the name of the movie. They had like two parts, and it's the third one that's coming out. Um, and but anyway, uh, the movie came out. The Collector, yeah, the Collector, and the collection, and all of that. Yeah. So I told Dave, I'm looking at the trailer, like, yo, Dave this is this is how short you know what i mean so yeah you have that sometimes and i feel like <laughs> it feels like that's what happened with this movie like black and blue came out and it was like all right you're gonna have to change this to a horror you know what i mean we got to switch it up we can't you know lose what we already have but you know we have to switch it up but i, I don't know I, I don't know if that happened but it did have like that at the beginning that vhs uh demon girl remember the uh the the vhs uh scene the first vhs movie the horror movie where it was like this chick she was real weird and she liked this dude and at the end of the movie spoiler alert uh not the end of the movie but into that scene not scene what would you what would you call that that chapter 
um, the demon girl picks up the guy that she likes and they fly off as a first person point of view. That kind of ha- they kind of had that in this film. But, you know, yeah, I you know, but yeah, speaking of the VHS demon girl, I, I don't know. I, I, I think um, if I was in that position, I, I don't know if I would role play, you know what I mean? In that position and, you know, you know, just have like that moment with the demon girl and be like, hey, just don't show me your teeth. Because clearly the demon girl liked the guy. You know what I mean? So I doubt the demon girl would, you know, hurt him. But, you know, I'll be like, hey, we can have a role play, you know, just uh, you don't have your teeth come out that much. Anyway, I'm uh, getting beside myself. I'm I'm losing my traction. Anyway, uh, the Hezzy is ridiculous like Chris Paul in this film. Like, what do you mean the Hezzy is ridiculous? All right. There were a few scenes like the roach scene you might have seen in the trailer for this film where Danny opens the drawer and a whole bunch of roaches come out. The problem is, is that when you open a drawer and a whole bunch of roaches shoot out of the, you know, the drawer, you know, you're going to move your hand just out of fright. But in that scene, if you notice it, they open the drawer and they hold their hand on the drawer as the roaches shoot out and they're just holding the drawer. Like that's that's a that's a terrible hesitation. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a that's a mean hesitation right there. Like you're not gonna hold the drawer as like thousands of roaches shoot out of the drawer. It's not gonna happen. You know what I mean? So that was a Chris Paul hezzy. You know what I mean? So uh and also it was a scene where there was the monster, the antagonist, was behind Sergeant Kesper. And it took too long because, the, the, you know, one of the uh, police officers was like, hey, you know, what's that? And Sergeant Kesper took forever to turn around and he hesitated. He did a Chris Paul hezzy. He didn't want to turn around. Like, well, well let me let me rephrase that because it makes it seem like he didn't want to turn around. He just didn't turn around. I don't know. Like somebody looks scared. If you're you know, if you're a police officer and your partner looks scared and it, something is behind you and it's like an intense moment. You know, and all of a sudden your partner just like, yo, what's that? And you just don't turn around. That's just weird. I wasn't feeling that at all. So also the thugs that were cliched in the store, there were some thugs. All right. Let me let me uh, let you know what I mean by thugs. Not my words, but that's how it was written. That's how they were portrayed to be thugs in the store. So, all right. You know, like how cats, you know, that. First problem, you know how you have cats that's like in your neighborhood, you know, is at the neighborhood store for some of you that know. Usually cats that loiter outside of the neighborhood store, they usually know the person that works in the store. They usually frequent that store a lot, that corner store a lot. You know, the person that's behind the cashier or the store owner, they usually know those people. That's why they're able to kind of loiter out there in the front. They're like the staple of the neighborhood. You know what I mean? And so you had that. You had these two guys. It was an Asian cat and a black dude. They were just loitering in front of the store. And then all of a sudden, you know, they go into the store. And this is where it gets very, very weird. This is where I think it gets more into the writing. Because it actually goes in like, I know a black person directed it, but it it feels like a, a white writer thing. Could be wrong, but that's what it feels like. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Because all of a sudden you get this guy that has a camera, you know, like doing the the world star thing. And he's like just knocking shit off of the shelves, like for no reason. Like, well, I guess for a world star moment, he's just knocking like pills 
off of the shelves and then like you had like the asian dude with with cornrows he's like you know asking i forgot what he was saying to the uh cashier as the black dude was just knocking stuff off of the shelves videotaping himself doing it now granted you do have real life situations that you might get from world star like this cat called boonk gang now give you an idea of boonk gang boonk gang is this guy who's like filled with tattoos he'll go and just trash your stuff and run out of the store it's ignorant it's all ignorant and stupid but the point is you know it, the dude will do some like a coffin drop basically just drop back on your you know table or your snacks or whatever you know with his uh chest crawl like with his hands crossing his chest and just like cough and drop on your you know supplies and break your shit and then run out of the store as as somebody is videotaping it so they can put it on youtube that's stupid don't get me wrong it's stupid it's all stupid it's all like you know but this this knocking stuff off of the shelves just didn't make sense none of it makes sense let me get that right let me get that let me get that let me get let me get on point none of it makes sense cool but like it's not entertaining either to see somebody just knocking shit off of the shelves for world star like if you just like not just like running by swooping knocking everything off the shelves i mean just one at a time boop 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 like, it didn't make sense it was stupid it was written terribly so anyway the guy did that and, and and then like for some reason he was just had an attitude toward the cashier the cashier like hey what are you doing stop don't do that you know are you stealing something this that the other just that the other and so the uh you know the black dude he's like hey you know don't talk to me like that you know now he has an attitude and he, the dude's like i'm gonna call the police da, 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 da. and he's like hey you know then he sees like the woman that they're that the police is looking for they see this woman uh, the black dude does that's filming everything that just got through knocking everything off of the shelves all of a sudden like hey you hey what you scared yeah yeah let me take a picture you know it, it was just real stupid it was written kind of dumb anyway other thing is renee kind of does whatever the fuck she wants to do on this film she does she does whatever she wants to do why i don't know she just does for example like i don't how easy is it to get evidence out of the evidence room i don't understand how easy it is like you know she goes in there and you know uh, uh actually not even the evidence room it was like one of those uh i don't know what you call those the the i call it the meat locker where the dead bodies are I'm pretty sure there's a better name, you know, for it. The morgue, I guess. Yeah, the morgue. I think that's what it is. But anyway, um, she goes in there and the guy's like, you know, she's like, hey, I want to, you know, look around for a minute. And the guy knows that he, he, she wants to tamper with some stuff. And he's like, no, nah, I'm losing my job. Hey, I'm not going to do anything. He's like, well, don't touch anything. Da, 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 da. You know, good and well, she's going to touch something. And she gets her bare hands and she grabs the dead body and uses the fingerprint to unlock a phone. You know, like she just does stuff like that. She breaks into your house without a warrant. Like that's what that's the type of shit that Renee does. I don't know why she does it that way. And she's doing all of this in front of her rookie partner. And she expects him not to say anything. And they don't even know each other like that. You know what I mean? So I wasn't feeling that. Uh, also, <laughs> it was a scene. <laughs> all right. So the thing about mary all right so mary i've seen her in uh like i mentioned before the um i've seen her in the umbrella academy i thought she was good in umbrella academy i thought she made a great assassin i i thought she was pretty doggone good i was surprised you know how much of an assassin she was in that film and also the mudbound i thought she was she did really well in mudbound 
uh, certain times, I don't know if maybe it's the writing. She just felt dry. It was a lot of dryness coming from her. And it was a scene where she's reminiscing on her son and uh, reminisce, reminiscing the love we had. That's, that's Mary, right? Um, anyway, when you, you remind me of. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, so, so Mary's reminiscing on her son and she's crying and for some reason a lot of mary's like antics from back in the day kind of popped in my head and you remember the 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 chicken she was singing about was it was it a burger king chick no was it burger king chicken didn't burger king have chicken or something like that and she was singing about the chicken crispy chicken It wasn't that, but I'll just start thinking about those antics because I started really thinking about. Remember when she had Hillary Clinton? <laughs> she, had, she had Hillary Clinton on, uh, and she was singing, "Is it a gun? Is it a knife? Is it a wallet? Boy, that's your life." You know, remember she was singing it. I don't know when she was crying. That was the first thing I thought about when she was singing to Hillary. And Hillary didn't care. <laughs> Hillary did. Oh, remember, remember they did the wiki. The, not was it WikiLeaks with Hillary, and they found out that uh, it said uh, uh, Hillary wasn't supposed to do anything for Black Lives Matter, and Black Lives Matter was the code for uh, for Black people. So therefore, as a Democrat, you're not supposed to do anything for Black people. You just like give them symbolic, you know, information or just some, something symbolic, and you know, Black people just go for it. So you know, uh, you know, so you know, clearly Hillary didn't care. You know, to be in Mary was singing that, and, then, and when Mary when she had that. Face, I guess when she was singing that song, I just saw that same face when she was singing to Hillary. It was hilarious. I that was funny to me. Anyway, uh, the story isn't reacting off of the character, off of the main character. It's kind of like the main character. The story is the ocean. And the main character just happened to be in the middle. Of, happens to be in the middle of it, you know. So uh, you know. So it was it it the character. I felt like the character got lost in the story, so to speak. It wasn't like the character, uh, whatever the character did, it actually changed the path of the story. You know what I mean? I didn't really get that in this story at all. And also, the story wasn't faded well. Like, this story basically was, it wasn't a bold haircut. Like, it just, you know, it felt like that haircut where somebody who really doesn't know how to fade that well and they try to fade your hair and it still comes out to like a bowl you know what i mean like they're actually trying to fade your hair and it's like still has a bowl cut that's what i felt like this movie had it felt like it felt like it just wasn't faded in well you know and you know renee didn't really care about her partner even though the partner you know it you know it, it just it was just you know certain situations that happened and renee just didn't care you know what I mean? It was just very dry. You know, I, I don't know if that's just, you know, Mary being Mary, but it was just a lot of dry, dry acting. And, I, and it could have just been, the, you know, the, the writing, you know. And so we're going to go to comparisons. So the comparison for this film, I give this film. Well, I give this film the comparison for this film. I compare this film to the Candyman with no lore. And like, so what do you mean by that? All right, it's like you know, with a lot of horror characters, you have lore to them, some type of lore, some type of uh, background, you know, of this character. You know what I mean? Like you know, uh, Freddy. You know, Freddy. He was known to be this child 
uh, rapist and killer. So you already knew information. There was a backstory how they set Freddy on fire. You know what I mean? It, it was some type of lore about him. Candyman, you know. Uh, uh, he was the, the the son of a slave. And uh, I think he was a, a painter. And uh, what ended up happening was they killed him, cut off his hand because he dated this white woman. And they poured, and they, like, you know, rubbed honey all over them. It was like a lore that's behind, you know, the the horror character well this character the antagonist in this film didn't really have a lore you know it, he wasn't really interesting first off you couldn't see him he was just a black shadow so you know that that was you know uncre you know not creative but um yeah and also black and blue as i said before this was so this was like a candy man with no lore mixed with black and blue the rating I give this film, I give this film five and a half secretary. And for those who are Mary J. Blige's Mary J. Blige's fans, well, I say Mary J. Blige, Mary J. Blige's fans, you all know why I give this five and a half secretary. Or five and a half secretaries. Those those were the true fans. But anyway, uh, but just some some side notes. Um, you know, I felt like you do have trash movies that can become cult classics, but there was no real lore to the character, so or to the antagonist. So uh, I don't know if it, it can even become a cult classic, and you know. And this film did fit what was going on today. That's why it was easy at the beginning to get drug into it. Because, I mean, we're just going in to what happened to George Floyd. And uh, many others. Brianna Taylor. You know? So, it, it's a lot of people. And even after the fact. You know? Like, you got, you know, some people that, you know, are being hung um, in different areas. But they're, you know... You know, some say that you got a couple of race soldiers that's riding with them and they're not really or even the news you know they're not really reporting it and it's just coming up as oh all of a sudden these black people just want to hang themselves from a tree and it's coming up as suicide so yeah it's, it's, it's a lot that's going on today um that i felt you know pulled me into this movie but then again it was a lot of mistakes that happened in this movie that pulled me out of it and also, dealing, you know, since this is a connection with Paramount, you have Paramount Network who canceled the long-running police reality series, Cops. So, yeah, so remember Cops, bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? Yep, it's there's no more. They pulled it, all right? So, anyway, that is my review on Body Cam and... Uh, yeah, you all be safe out there. I mean, it's you know, it looks like it's getting more, it's getting dangerous. You got the, you got different groups out there, and they're pretending to be a part of Black Lives Matter, and they're not. You know, they're there to sabotage. They're there to sabotage what is going on and the movement. And you got some people that are just outright killing people. You know. And uh, taking, you know, making black people tag, uh, target practice. And then you still have a couple of officers out there 
that's killing, still killing black people. So you all be safe out there. Um, you know, I, I would say, you know, check out the film, you know, check it out. See if that's something you want to see or watch, you know, if you like horror. But yes, that is my time. And again, please continue to make me last by giving listeners support to the podcast. And I'm out. One. Crispy chicken.